Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. second week of Dakar 2016 is in full swing, and with a new week is a new direction. Reigning car class champ Nasser Alatea scored a monstrous victory for Mini. You know, I am here to fight, you know, I don't care, you know, I will do my best, you know, to win Dakar. For the first time this year, Peugeot wasn't perfect, and its new Dakar sensation, Sebastian Loeb, saw a whole new side of this event. Back on the ground, and, uh, and now we, we just can try to, to try to take some Ishmael. Mini team protested his results, saying that the Peugeot man re- 
sits two minutes behind Peter Hansel in the overall. El Matador missed winning yesterday's stage by 12 seconds and is on a real charge. Nasser Alatia broke Peugeot's winning streak when he captured his 24th career stage win. The Qatari is hanging on to the Peugeots in third. Here's a snapshot of today's stage where the red timed portion of the day happens in Bellin for the bikes and the cars before the riders go their separate ways to stay in their isolated bivouac for part one of their marathon in Fiambala. This was the plan today, but the high temperatures of the June caused the rally officials to shorten the stage for competitors' safety. The Peugeot crew had quite a rebuild last night as they worked wonders to rejuvenate the battered machine that Loeb returned to them hours before. It was up to the Frenchman to reward that hard work with his fourth stage win on the Dakar in only his first try. It was a good idea in theory, but the reality was much different. Loeb and co-driver Daniel Eleanor were out of their comfort zone in the dunes, more accustomed to the WRC-like stages from week one. This was a new test for the duo. It's not the normal level-headed conversation we're used to hearing from the two long-time racing partners, but digging out a car in temperatures over 110 degrees will test anyone's temper. Eleanor looked more like a prisoner being forced to work rather than someone competing in the Dakar voluntarily. That's the heat everyone was dealing with, and it's why the stage was shortened. By the end of the stage, Loeb lost well over an hour, getting separated from the sand. Stefan Pederhansel no doubt left the stage feeling some relief after being exonerated for that potential fuel infraction. But it wasn't going to be an easy day for Monsieur Dakar, dealing with what he described as sand slalom and two punctures from running over the scattered vegetation. He also spent some time being stuck and dealt with high temperatures in his Peugeot engine. Finishing nine minutes off the stage winner cost Pederhansel the overall lead and apparently a passenger door. Cyril Dupre has been off the radar after mechanical issues last week. The five-time bike winner posted a best cars finish of fourth yesterday and was sixth today. The Minis were hoping to put their own winning streak together after Nasser Alatia's triumph yesterday, but leading the way proved difficult, and the two-time winner placed fifth. Teammate Mikko Hervenen outshone his WRC rival Sebastian Loeb in Stage 9. It was the first real June test for the Finn as well. Hervenen was a fantastic third, setting a new personal best. But he wasn't the highest finishing mini on the stage. That honour went to Eric Van Loon. The Dutchman usually features in the bottom of the top ten, so today's second was a shock. Today's winner was not a surprise. Carlos Sainz pulled out a ten-second win on Van Loon. It's El Matador's 29th career stage victory, tying him with the legendary Jackie Ix on the all-time win list. With teammates running into problems, Sainz now boasts an overall lead of seven minutes. team hoped the second week of the rally would turn in their favour after leaving the high altitudes of week one, but Robbie Gordon had another tough stage today, losing nearly two hours. A small margin of victory on the shortened stage for science, as Janil de Villiers also had a nice run to fourth in the Toyota. Fellow South African Mark Corbett had a great effort to finish in the tent with the century buggy, while Gordon explains his rough day. Oh yeah, to be honest, um... That was one of the toughest Dakar specials uh, of Dakar that I've ever done um, in the 11 years I've been here. It was just, um, 
car would break it, it would be down into it about 10 inches deep, and you had to really maintain throttle uh, not get stuck. And unfortunately, I got myself stuck, and that's how we ended up getting so far back. Sheldon Creed has been excluded from the rally. The infraction occurred in yesterday's eighth stage. After a long repair to reattach the wheels to his Gordini after hitting a rock, the 18-year-old was struggling to make the cutoff time, so he took the decision to skip waypoints, cutting the course. The officials ruled he missed too many, and the Dakar's youngest ever competitor is going home. So Robbie Gordon sits 30th as the lone Gordini in the field, while up front, Alatia lies in third, waiting to see if there's any more Peugeot drama ahead. Science is looking strong with a seven-minute advantage on Peter Hansel, but we've already seen leads like that disappear. On stage seven in Bolivia, Cars competitor Lionel Bowd struck a 63-year-old man who was isolated on the race course. Tragically, that spectator was pronounced dead at the scene. Bowd and his team withdrew from the rally after the accident. In a tragic and ironic twist, his car was being transported back to Buenos Aires on Monday in order to be shipped home to Europe when the vehicle towing the race car was involved in a road accident with another vehicle, resulting in one death and five injuries. While this tragedy occurred in Cordoba, Argentina, nowhere near the current stages, it's news that saddens the entire Dakar community. Hey, nice game today. Oh, thanks. Juicy fruit? Sure, I'll try it. Mm. 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 M
on NBCSN. Paolo Gonsalves has led the bikes class for more days than anyone and entered yesterday full of enthusiasm to continue that trend. His intentions and what actually transpired were on two very different paths. Late in the stage, he was thrown from his 450 Honda like a rag doll. The resilient veteran was uninjured in what was a volatile crash. True to his character, he bounced back to finish the stage, but surrendered the lead in the process to KTM's Toby Price. For the first time since stage two, the Australian was back in front, but it didn't change his relaxed and I've got this in order style of riding. Price is deceiving. He looks like he's cruising, but his speed is remarkable. We found ourselves uh, making our own track sometimes, and um, yeah, that got the heart rate going a little bit. We thought we were going off, off course in the wrong way, but by the end of the waypoint, yeah, it opened up, and away we went, so I was, I was pretty pumped and stoked. Another rider who should be stoked as well is Argentina's Kevin Benavides. The Honda South America pilot looks like someone who's riding in their backyard. His confidence is as high as his stage finishes. Fellow Honda man, American Ricky Brabeck has made an instant name for himself on a global scale. His first Dakar has yielded multiple top ten results, and he's on the verge of top ten overall. He's one of five U.S. riders in this year's Dakar, all of whom are rookies, and all are still running strong into the second week.
awry and got to a point when it was more than 40 degrees. That was tough as we had bike riders who were very tired and also very dehydrated. We had to start evacuating people and the helicopters weren't able to totally cover the stage anymore. And at checkpoint two, we decided to stop the special for everyone. And I believe that, that was the best decision. Problem was, rally leader and road opener Toby Price was so far out in front, he'd already passed checkpoint two and finished the entire scheduled distance before anyone could tell him that it was all in vain. He won, but was not pleased. But for those like Paolo Gonzalez, getting the news from Coma that it was cancelled was like winning Dakar Lottery. However, not everyone was pleased. Liar Sands tweeted this. Dakar has always been hard. We don't have to lower the bar to make sure that all bikes make the arrival on time. Paolo Cecchi has been Honda's towmaster. First it was Bereda, now Gonzalez. The fact that part two of the special stage was cancelled could be Gonzalez's lifeline in this year's Dakar. However, he's still got to fix the bike. Price wins his fifth stage and extends his overall lead, while Ricky Brabeck had his best Dakar result with an outstanding second, while Van Beveren flew Yamaha's flag in fifth. But the stage winner was not that thrilled with the organisers to cancel. We've had a, a fairly decent and solid day. Um, it's definitely hot. I, uh, that last three... Yeah, 40, 50 k's of it uh, through the sand dunes. We weren't moving too much, and uh, yeah, for sure, we definitely got hot. But uh, yeah, look, we're, we're stoked and happy we got to the finish line. If they cancel a stage at CB2, it keeps us all in the race and keeps us going. And fortunately for me, that means I don't pull as much time, and yeah, it's a bit of a kick in the guts for me. Today was fun. Uh, it was more, more off track through the vegetation, so I feel uh, I feel comfortable through that stuff. That's that's how I race at home. So today was following the cap and going through the vegetation and my lines through the vegetation were a little bit smooth than most of the others and I was making up a lot of time and then uh, the second stage was fast at the beginning and then we hit the sand dunes and sand dunes got really warm and they uh, they red flagged the race uh, too much heat I guess and uh, I know it's, it's a bummer but uh, they got to do what they have to do and safety's first so it's a, it's a good part on what they did. And Ricky got a cool tip on how to stay cool. So this is what the doctor told you to do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's a little bit high outside. We should, we should cool our, our limbs off to make us feel a little bit better. Yeah. I'm already feeling better because my arms are frozen. The runner-up stage result today rockets Brayback not only into the top ten but a fine ninth. Ian Blythe, Alexander Smith, Scott Bright and Carol Gittery are still punching on strong. While in the overall, Toby Price's lead has blown out from three minutes to almost 29 in just one day. Gonsalves is making it to the bivouac safely for now, but the hard work is getting that bike fixed for the next stage of the marathon. The first week for the truck saw the lead change every day. It's a trend Gerard de Roy is trying to stop. Now he's the new leader. And we learn how the world gets to see the Dakar from views high in the sky. That's next.
watching the 2016 Dakar Rally from South America here on NBCSN. The trucks had a streak of parity going as the overall lead changed hands every day of the rally. Well, that streak is over as Gerard DeRoy is being greedy and keeping the lead he earned yesterday and adding to it by winning today's stage. Following him home was Aveco's teammate Tom Van Genuten. A runner-up finish is easily the Dutchman's best performance so far, and it moves him from seventh to fourth overall. Trucks rookie Federico Viagra finally returned to the top five today for the first time since stage five. The Argentinian also moves up to third overall. The only man to win for Kamaz this year is Eduard Nikolaev. The Russian was 19 minutes back in fifth. There were some big gaps in the trucks today. And then there were even bigger gaps for those who struggled. Former class leader Peter Vesloos lost 37 minutes, dropping him from second to fifth overall. So it's DeRoy, the 2012 Dakar winner, firmly in charge with 27 minutes over Nikolaev. If DeRoy can hold on for his second trophy, he could look back at today as a pivotal stage, while the Sluice's deficit could cost him any shot of getting back up front. Every day, the TV helicopters fly alongside the competitors to bring you the most spectacular shots of the Dakar, like this one. Three helicopters are in the sky to capture the best action of the rally. On board each, the three-man crew work together, airborne for more than eight hours every day. And this is their Dakar story. It's like a trio. On the right side, that's the pilot. The journalist is in front of the left, and the operator is in the back. The camera operator is a little bit blind. He has his head in the monitor and can't see what goes on outside. His eyes are the journalist and the pilot. They tell him, do a wider shot, there's a great landscape. Helicopters have always been a part of the Dakar, but a beautiful aerial shot can only work if the crew members are synchronized. If the connection is not good between the pilots and the operator, you won't get a nice shot. We all have in our heads some incredible footage in which we are completely zoomed on a competitor. You think it's another classic shot, but then you zoom out, and with the movement of the machine, it just makes a fantastic scenery. In 2016, the technology and the way the footage is captured is entirely different than back in the days of the rally in Africa. It was easier in Africa. There were no electric posts or wires, no trees. The landscapes were more flat. In Africa, we used to fly very, very close and low. I remember seeing a driver touching the foot of a cameraman who was in the helicopter. The camera is no longer on the shoulder of the cameraman. A remote control system makes everything a lot safer as the helicopters are flying higher. The TV helicopters are the ones that are flying the most, and we've built over time a very strong relationship with the competitors. Discovering all these countries in a helicopter, flying in places where no one goes, it's incredible. It's exceptional, and I know I'm very lucky. Contending riders were sidelined in the Dakar's first week. The quad class has turned into a Patronelli Brothers scratch. Each trying to beat the other to become the class's only three-time winner. The quads are next on NBCSN. This is Peloton, the indoor cycling experience.
2016 Dakar Rally from South America here on NBCSN. Temperatures rocketed in excess of 110 degrees, and just like the bikes, the second part of the stage was cancelled for the quads too. But it didn't prevent Argentinian Pablo Capetti from becoming the seventh different stage winner. Second on the day was the older of the Patronelli brothers, Alejandro. He's trying to keep the pressure on little bro Marcus, and today's results certainly helped. He pulled back some time on the rally leader. That is Marcus Patronelli. His third today didn't hurt him too badly in the overall, and he made it a 1-2-3 sweep for Argentinian quad riders. It was a solid stage two for the sole female quad rider, Camellia Liberati. She managed to finish the stage 23rd and has moved up to 18th overall. The finish is in sight. Sergei Karyakin lost the most time today, 10, 36 minutes behind the winner. Karyakin is now fifth overall at one hour, 18 minutes away from Marcus Patronelli. The snapshot of the four classes shows us the largest lead margin we've witnessed in the bike class this year. Toby Price edging close to nearly half an hour ahead. In the quads, you guessed it, it's a battle of the brothers. Who's going to get that third title? In the cars, can you believe the chaos? Carlos Sainz can, and he's loving it. The veteran racer has a seven-minute lead with four to go, while the trucks are mirroring the bikes. 2012 winner Gerard DeRoy boasts a huge lead. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.